Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. The play-in tournament begins tonight, so we've got hoops, we've got mock drafts, we've got Lamar News. Oh, my. Welcome into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi here live from downtown Las Vegas. And even just before the show has started, Michael, we're just going back and forth, looking at mock drafts. Uh, it's a it's, it's a mess right now. It really is. There should be a guide. I think I'm going to write it for Visa. the guide to not pay attention to mock drafts. Like, there's <laughs> a guess to be a guide. Like, this is just getting completely absurd. Pro football focus. Look, I'm sure they do their homework. I don't know who they are. They're behind some curtain. I have no idea. They're in a basement in Des Moines. Nobody knows who grades these players. Nobody knows anything, right? They just put the first line. I mean, they have Anthony Richards going in the first pick overall, and the opening sentence is, I think Bryce Young is the best player in the draft, but I'm going to take a gamble and go for Anthony Richards. Like, that makes a lot of sense, right? I'm going to give up the ranch to get to the best player, but now I'm going to pivot and take the biggest gamble. And then the second sentence was, I'm confident Young will be a a solid NFL quarterback, but will his limitations prevent him from being a great one? Because Anthony Richardson has no limitations, (laughs) Michael. No, not at all. Thank you, Storm. Oh, man. (laughs) I thought it was good. But the the reason that this is just even more interesting, um, we're seeing the odds movement just continue to go crazy here on Bryce Young. Yesterday, when we were talking about this, you said by the end of the end of the week, Bryce Young will be a solid favorite. We're already seeing that minus 300 at DraftKings. Um, And he was minus 105 yesterday when we first started talking about it. So there was still a lot of opportunity to get a low number on him. Um, I still suggest shopping around because everywhere is going to be a little bit different. But he was minus 105 when we started the show, minus 120 by the end of the show. And now we see him $3 today. Yeah. And when when we talked before and when Femi and I did GM Shuffle, he was what, plus 225? Yep. I mean, it just shows you that this is all perception driven and there's numbers out there. So let's say, you know, Bryce Young's, let's put him out of the equation. Now, you know, we're by the end of the week, we're going to have a better understanding of where Anthony Richardson's going to go. Is he going to go, you know, everybody, I mean, Mel Kuyper today put out mm-hmm. the, and I love your line back to me when I told you this was the top four picks in the draft. He has quarterbacks going and you said, 
there's that's never happened in the history of the NFL draft. But exactly. if you, hey, go for it. <laughs> if you think that's I mean, what's gonna happen, how do you do that? Like, how do you do that? Like, the greatest quarterback draft I think was '83, which didn't end up being the great draft. It was Elway and Marino, and in between were a bunch of bad players, mm-hmm. right? Todd Blackledge. Uh, the kid from Cal Davis that did, that the Jets drafted. So it wasn't a you know it was two Hall of Famers in that draft, but they didn't go one through five. Right. So it's one of the lines from Kuiper um, with with him. So he's changed his tune. He was a C.J. Stroud one guy for the longest time. He's changed his tune to Bryce Young. And I wanted to read you this quote from the article that he had today because I found it very. Very interesting. He said, in my post-free agency mock draft, I went with Stroud, who fits the physical mold of quarterbacks Carolina coach Frank Reich has worked with over the past decade. I've heard too many rumblings about the front office and coaches liking Young, and my pals Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter believe Young is the guy as well. And the reason I found this so interesting was because he's basically admitting that he had no actual information (laughs) on Stroud or Young. But but Chris and Adam Schefter do, so I believe them. Yeah, exactly. Which he never really has any accurate information on it. It's just he's just he's doing it based on what he hears from people feeding what he's getting. So again, again, they all have a job to do and we're not here to knock them. What we're here to do is to put it in perspective and to make sure that you're not reacting to a market and you're just, you're falling prey to what they're saying. When we know last year they had Malik Mm -hmm. Willis in the top 10. So we just have to temper it down. And look, I'm not sold. CJ Stroud is going number two. So that's a great question. I have not heard anything with regards to the Texans other than CJ Stroud. Like it's just it's automatic, right? We talk. But we you say, haven't heard confirmation. We say either. who's going to go one, two's going to go quarterback, and then we're going to figure Everybody it out after that. Everybody just assumes that Houston's taking the quarterback. Everybody just assumes it. When let's just put some evidence out there. The new head coach, D'Amico Ryan's got a six-year contract. Nick Cesario had complete control of the entire organization before D'Amico came in. When D'Amico came in, that got splintered a little bit. There's a lot of talk that maybe they're going to make a front office change at the end of the year. Maybe Adam Peters, who is now the assistant GM in San Francisco, could be coming with D'Amico to form a partnership. Okay? That could be the case. Because this is actually Nick's third head coach. You know, he had he had uh, David, uh, uh, the, the receiver coach from uh, the, the David, and then he had uh, – then he had our, our guy uh, last year, the Illinois head coach, Lovey Smith. So he's had a bunch of different coaches. I mean, this is his third one. And I'm sure D'Amico Ryans is probably saying, okay, can I get along with Nick or do I bring somebody in? And if you have a six-year contract, do you take a guy that you're not sure of or do you take a guy that you're really sure of, which could be Jalen Carter, and you built a team with a defense? C.J. Stroud's an interesting guy. When you talk to people in the league, they'll tell you C.J. Stroud is not this is not a knock. This is just a this is just a conversation. Not an easy guy to coach. Kind of kind of, you know, okay. you got to be really it, he's very uh I think the word that people use is he's very not believing in what you're saying. And so he's a little bit challenging to coach. So it's not like he comes in and embraces it. It's a little bit he's got a little bit different style to is him. Is that where it's like he thinks he knows better? He thinks he a knows situation? a little bit better. Okay. He's he's probably hard to kick to coach it. Not saying he's not a good player. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying the vibe that you get from talking to people that have interviewed him is he's not an easy guy to coach. And so what I've done is I've asked people what I said, you know, I've heard CJ Stroud's not an easy guy to coach. Yeah, and everybody echoes that back to you. So 
I'm not saying he's not a good player. I like C.J. Stroud. Would I pick him at two? I don't know. I don't know. I certainly wouldn't pick Anthony Richardson at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Stop me when I get there. <laughs> but I, I think you have to – I think if you have to understand where are they. The one thing we do know about Houston is there is no information coming out of there. There's right. not confirmation of Stroud. There's not any confirmation of anything. And that's the point in the betting market. Because they're not saying anything – the mocks are giving them Stroud, and that's driving the line. So if it's not Stroud, who would it be? Could be Will Anderson. It could be – to me, if you just follow the blueprint of the 49ers, of how they got it going, and D'Amico Ryans, you say we're going to rebuild this de- – defensively, yeah. Right, we're going to build this defensive front. So who's the best defensive player out there? It's Jalen Carter. Carter. It's not – it's, it's Jalen Carter. It's not Will Anderson, even though everybody would lead you to believe it's Will Anderson. So you've got to separate fact from fiction here. With Jalen being the the best athlete, um, do you think that that also makes him the biggest like immediate impact type of a guy? As soon as he is on a team, he's going to be dynamic? He's going to be dynamic. And he gives them – look, Jeffrey Simmons just got $95 million for, what, five years, four years, an extension. He's going to be Jeffrey Simmons-like. Jeffrey Simmons would have been a top-five pick, but he had a torn ACL coming out in the draft. That's the only reason he slipped down to Tennessee – so I do think that. Well, I, and I, I, I think what's interesting, too, because you had talked or, or like sometime last week about how teams that are trading up, if they want to get that spot from the Cardinals, it's not doesn't have to be a quarterback. No, it, it they could if teams are trading up to, to try to get that spot from Arizona. Why wouldn't it be for Jalen Carter? And you don't want to be the team that misses out on like like how many guys passed on Laramie Tunsil because of what happened with him in his draft process knowing that he was going to be a 10-year pro bowler right or like even the Warren Sapp conversation that yeah. we've had no I mean you have to do your homework on him and you know Seattle and Detroit are locked in on defensive players so if you want to get ahead of them you know you you want the Raiders the, the Falcons I mean that's defense 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 now most mocks will have five receivers going in the top 10 even though there's not five good receivers in the draft I'll say this number rule number one on mock drafts if you see six receivers in the first round dis, disregard the entire mock <laughs> disregard the entire mock because it's not true there's not even five, there's there's not even three good receivers that could be first round grades in this draft who is the best receiver in your opinion this year I have not done all of them yet. I, I, I think that's a really hard question. The, the, the Ohio State kid is by far the best receiver. Uh, the, you know, he, he didn't play this year. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yes, he's the best one. He hasn't played. And he may be the only first-round receiver that goes. Quentin Johnson maybe will go later in the first. I don't think he's going in the top ten. Jordan Addison, another guy that's probably among those names. Right, but when you take one of these receivers, you're not getting a number one receiver. You're getting a two. You're not getting an elite. You're not getting Justin Jefferson. You're getting somebody who's going to compliment you. It's you're filling a need on your team. Um, I want to go back just real quickly to the Bryce Young side of things because I'm curious now that so much of the narrative have, has shifted that hey, he's probably going to go number one. Do you think that people are going to be like saying that he like the perspective on his size is going to change a little bit now that you'll start hearing more of the quotes that you had. If he's six two, anybody's taking him, right? Right. I think so. I think it's. Really, what's happened is is there's always this evolution of the draft, right? So the draft starts out, and it's all graded by scouts. And then by January and February, the evolution of coaches and decision makers get involved. And that's when we start to hear about, oh, this guy's really moving up the draft board. No, he was never moving up the draft board. He was just not graded correctly. Or we'll hear, he's moving down. 
again, not graded correctly, because the people that understand the NFL know what takes to play and what doesn't. The guy, the scouts don't always understand that. So I do think we'll hear like that. I, I mean, you know, Mike Tannenbaum for ESPN, Femi sent me this tweet. He had that Bryce Young is the best quarterback, put a tweet out there showing why Bryce Young should be the first pick of the draft. And then today he said, because Mel Kuyper has Hayden Hooker going the first, Hayden, Hayden Hooker, Hooker go, yeah. in the first round, he said, well, he'll be the best quarterback in the first. Like, do we remember what we've said? That's it, our job is to remember what we said. Yeah, there's been so much back and forth. I really don't think that Hendon Hooker is going to go in the first round. The, the Nobody more... I talk to does either, except for this movement. Even his agent, I don't think, believes it. There's been more and more steam that has gone toward the belief that he's going to. I just I find it really, really hard to believe with his age coming off the injury, all those Doesn't factors. Um, neither does quarterback going one, two, three, four. But who knows? Uh, a lot of these players are on tour right now. So Bryce Young is actually meeting with the Panthers today. Anthony Richardson had his meeting yesterday. Uh, Will Levis visiting the Titans. That's another team that's made some noise about being in the quarterback market. So we'll discuss a lot more of that throughout the course of the show, as well as some NBA when we come back. Uh, the latest on Lamar Jackson and OBJ in Baltimore. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 
4700 uh, At the end of this hour, yes. Michael, we're going to have our guy Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, join us. NBA? He'll, yep, he'll break down the play-in games coming up today and tomorrow. Get some big-picture conversation going on as well with the playoffs, which I think will be good. And uh, Danielle Alvari as well, who um, she's our expert on all things L.A. Very curious her opinion on on the Lakers, not only tonight, but moving forward and, in the playoffs. And, and the women's draft, too. We just had the NBA yep. and, uh, uh, women's draft. Aaliyah Boston, number one overall there yesterday. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, but big trade today in the NFL. Did you see this? Jeff Okuda, the defensive back for the Detroit Lions, got traded to the Atlanta Falcons for a fifth-round pick. That'll shatter the news around the NFL here. It's interesting, though. Uh, that was a pick that was clearly applauded by everybody. You know, that the Lions who needed defensive help take Okuda, you know, from Ohio State, and, you know, they don't have any way to rush the passer, and he's never really lived up to the expectation, and so Atlanta gets the guy that was, what, third or fourth pick overall Mm -hmm. in the draft for a fifth-round pick. I'm not sure it's good because, to me, this falls in the same line that I've been talking about. Even though you traded for him, you still need one, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, people associate that pick with, well, that satisfies a need, but maybe it really doesn't. Maybe it's somewhere he can wake up. I don't know, but the, you don't sound so confident positive. with the look in your you're eye. You're so positive. You're <laughs> I'm so trying positive. my best. You are. You're, you're so positive. I want to talk to you a little bit more about Jalen Carter because there are some really interesting props out there if you think that he really is going to go earlier. And we know that his over-under is set at position seven and a half which I think we agree is a very clear under, but it's juiced to minus 210, so it's not the most attractive bet in the world. But if you think he's going to be the first defensive player selected, 8-1 to one yeah, that's is just sitting number. there staring at me. And he should be the first defensive player selected. And he is better than Will Anderson. He'll have a bigger impact in the NFL than Will Anderson. I mean, Tyree Wilson might have a bigger impact. I, I think Tyree Wilson will. I don't say might, will, than Will Anderson. Tyree Wilson, if he's healthy, he's got the foot injury. You know, he's probably going to be able to resume activities. He hasn't worked out for anybody in since the offseason. He was invited to the Senior Bowl. He hasn't been able to do that, but he hasn't been able to work out. Carter, to me, is a plug-and-play player. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that hurts Carter, and the we know the problems at Georgia in terms of the off-the-field issue, and they are very sensitive and they're very real. Two deaths, which are really, uh, you know, heartbreaking for the families involved and the program. Will Muschamp, excuse me, uh, Kirby Kirby Smart Smart. was talking about. But I think, you know, we got to find out what his role was in that. Was he drag racing? Did he leave the scene? All those things the teams need to find out. And then what I think has hurt him more than just that is the weight gain. You know, because how much does he love football? How much is he going to be? Now, you've got to understand most defensive linemen are not easy to coach. They're, they're, they play the position because it's kind of a hard position to play. And so you're going to oh, – it's hard to find a defensive lineman who's like Aaron Donald, who's so perfect that, you know, most of the time if they're like that, they're going to be offensive linemen. So this is what you have to work through. And to me, I, just knowing Pete Carroll and his ability and John Schneider, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to look – I think unless the off the field is so bad that – that it's going to create real problems. I think Jalen Carter's got a heck of a chance to be picked in the top five. At least he should be the second pick overall in the draft. To me, I would take him over Stroud. So interesting. And maybe, and maybe this is something that, Hey, like they do end up going quarterback. That's the way that we've been talking about it for such a long time. Houston makes the 
seemingly easy selection and take C.J. Stroud. But if they don't, and they did take Jalen Carter, I don't hate a sprinkle on 35-1 to 1 for him to be the number two overall pick either. It's no. a huge number. Yeah. I mean, um, look, look, every it, it makes sense for Houston to take a quarterback. There's no denying that. And I'm not saying they're not. But to me, I it, it's easy to give them the quarterback because everybody gives them the quarterback. So if you're in their building and you say, oh, yeah, we're going to take the quarterback, okay, we'll take whichever guy's left. Well, we haven't even heard that they're talking about trading it. <laughs> right? We, I mean, we the the Cardinals put it out there that they're getting calls. Houston is never going to say anything. They didn't even say, by the way. So I, I maybe I'm reading too much into this. But the report from Schefter said that the Cardinals have been in conversations with six different teams. Does that mean they're getting calls or that, does that mean they're calling other people? They're calling other people. I thought it was I, – I agree with you. I thought it was worded in a way to where they're trying to drum up interest. I didn't get the sense from reading Schefter's tweet – that there's a lot of activity that they're going to move it. That's what I was thinking. Okay. I, I, I think to me one. it was more of, hey, can we get some business here going? Do, does anybody want to get up here? And they're playing the market too because they're looking at all these mocks and they're seeing Anthony Richardson going in the first pick or whatever. They're trying to entice people mm -hmm. to see how desperate you are. I mean, remember, the Colts were had a trade to three this time last week. If they didn't trade for three, the draft was going to be a complete disaster. We'll have plenty more draft conversation throughout the show, but I do want to bring up this report from Ian Rappaport overnight. Uh, Lamar Jackson was reportedly actively recruiting OBJ to the Ravens. He said, quote, there was a clear understanding throughout Beckham's negotiation that the quarterback throwing to him next season is probably going to be Lamar. And this is something I speculated yesterday, Michael, just asking the question, if you're OBJ and your buds with Lamar, aren't you having this conversation? Maybe it's not assurances that I'm going to be here, but that's the plan that you have in place. I was told reliably by somebody who's involved that Lamar told them in a conversation, get Hopkins and get Beckham, and then we can talk. And the club went back to them and said, look, we can't get Hopkins and Beckham. We just can't get both. We can't afford both, but we'll get one of them. And they got Beckham. So they can't – DeAndre Hopkins is an interesting story, right? So DeAndre Hopkins is available. and But the problem with DeAndre Hopkins is he would be great with Lamar. Not because he's got great speed, because he's exactly what Lamar needs. Someone you throw the ball anywhere in his area, he's going to catch Reliable, it. Reliable, safety, blanket, And he can run guy. with it after the catch. Now, he's always covered. He is always covered. But he always catches it. And so – but he wants a raise. He wants more money. And so I think what the Ravens decided was, okay, we can get Beckham. And I think that's why you see the overpayment for Beckham because they felt like, okay, this is our way to kind of bridge ourselves to Lamar. And it was a very, like, un-Ravens-like contract. Very un-Raven-like. Um, it felt like yesterday kind of a desperate move to just get the attention of Lamar Jackson in spending that much money. But you see um, – uh, they're partying it up, I guess, in Miami. You see that report? They they went to dinner together. They were oh. out at a club together. Oh, I'm sure. So, <laughs> life, you know, two millionaires. Good why for won't those they go? Two. You know, they ought to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think to me, I think you you're tying the you're tying it together perfectly. I do believe that this is all coming, and maybe they will get them done to a long term contract. So that's what I was gonna say. With this, do you think that? 
he'll sign the franchise tender and play on it or that they need to get the deal done for it to happen. He's, I mean, he's already said goodbye to all the fans. This whole situation How many is times weirder and weirder. How many Not times? to that extent of a major quarterback of a franchise I mean, going out of his way to say goodbye. Thank you all for ch- supporting me. Every, anywhere I go, I'll still think of you. Flock forever. As the great Arnold Rothstein once said, nothing says I'm sorry better than money. <laughs> nothing says I'm sorry better than money. You know? <laughs> I mean, flowers, no. Nothing says I'm sorry better than money, and that's what's going to happen here. I'm sorry, I'm back. You know, I'm sorry. We're sorry. The team we... was willing to meet my value, right? Because that's the yeah, verbiage I'm sorry, that I'm used. back, yes. They showed me the respect I deserved. So, like, once you put it in that context by the great Arnold Rothstein, then you, you realize that all these things change. I mean, how many times have guys, you know, the new tactic is to delete your Instagram account. And delete your Twitter that's and say you're the Kyler lead. Murray special. Yeah, I mean that, that's the new tactic. So I, I, I think to me you're right. I think you're connecting the docs perfectly. I think truly that when you go and you sign Beckham and these two guys are hanging out, then you obviously feel like he is going to be your quarterback. I just wonder what the actual on-field impact is going to be. We I talked a lot about it. that yesterday. I don't see it, but. You know, this is what happens when you let the quarterback become the GM. It happens with Aaron Rodgers. It happens all the time. And it's been super successful in the NBA when we've seen oh, yeah. that, Still, haven't we? No question. Just ask, the, <laughs> just ask Sean Marks at the Nets. Ay, ay, ay. But OBJ, I, like I said, we talked about it a lot yesterday, but 30 years old, coming off a second ACL tear, hasn't played in a full season, hasn't had more than 45 catches and 537 receiving yards since 2019. I just, you know, like in that 19 year, he had averaged 85 yards a catch. I mean, everybody talks about the great year he had with the Rams. He averaged 35 yards a game. Yeah. He was, because he had touchdowns, right? Like that's that's what stands out. But Cooper Cup's getting doubled on every play. Remember, when Robert Woods left Cooper Cup and went to Tennessee, nobody ever heard of him. I, I know that it was one catch. It was a spectacular catch, but still one catch in Dallas that has been forever been making forever. OBJ. All, yeah. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be back here on the Lombardi line in a moment. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. There's a lot to bet on in the next 30 days, people. And for a limited time, you can subscribe to VSEN for just $9.99. That gets you insight to daily baseball, best bets, NBA and NHL playoffs, the Kentucky Derby, and the upcoming NFL draft. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for each game. Also, a top VEASAN expert's leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now, just $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Tony. as we welcome you back to Circa you, Resort and Casino. Are yes. you excited for the NBA? Are you ready? I am. I'm particularly excited for... Did you bet? You have a Laker ticket here? Did you tell yeah, me? Yeah, okay, so I don't like telling people about this ticket because Why? it's frowned upon in the betting community to do teasers in basketball, but I did one tonight anyways. Why so. not? Why, I mean... <laughs> So, so what's your theory? Give yeah. me your, you know, give me your, give me the reason for why you did it. Because the number I knew was just going to grow like crazy on the Lakers. And while I do think they could probably win this game by double digits, the T-Wolves missing the people that they are with. I mean, don't punch your friends. Don't yeah. punch walls. Yeah. Lessons yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Um, we see it now. They're an eight and a half. The Lakers are an eight and a half point favorite. But I 
tease the Lakers down when they were only favored by seven and have them minus three um, in the game because I feel confident that they're going to win it. Just make it a little bit closer for my money and the total now sitting 232 and I have it over 227. So that's the way so I played tease, it. So you tease the number. and So you, this NBA tease, again, I'm a novice in this this area. You tease the number and the total. Could Correct. you have teased another game to go with it, or did you have to stay yes, within the you game? you could have. I just like same-game teasers. I, I think it. they're fun. And so, like, some people do same-game parlays. I'm a same-game teaser I now. got it. Okay. I just want to hear the logic. But man, That's I all. didn't want to tell anybody about it. I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. The betting community is going to judge me. But I like it, okay? I, and I mean, why not? Let's if, see if we can cash it tonight. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, look, I think the, the reason your reasoning is sound, uh, we do know that in the NBA the, the games will come a little bit – like the NFL playoffs, they come under – uh, defenses pick up. We know that, right? And so we'll see that. And, you know, look, the Lakers, this is their chance, right? Because what happens if the Lakers, let's just play this out. What happens if the Lakers don't go all the way? Do you think LeBron's going to be a Laker next year? I do. I don't. You don't. Where, where, where would you think that he would end up? I, I feel like he, I feel like he will be. I think he could end up somewhere. I would guess Dallas. Oh God. Yeah, I would guess. You want to go link back up with Kyrie? He wanted him for the Lakers. Which I don't understand. Well, this is why. We, we got to stop is... hitching our wagon. This is why I'm saying we can't let players be GMs. We can't let them you make these decisions. You're going to tell LeBron he's not going to be a GM. He's been a GM for the last 20 years. You gotta, he's going to be gonna a fire. team owner of a team. You're going to fire him? Yeah, I mean, you're going to fire him as a GM? I mean, he's been one for 20 but years. This is an interesting conversation. What do you think, like, who in the NBA this postseason has the most pressure on them for success? I think it's the Lakers. I think they look. You can't keep saying we're coming back again with the same team. They're older. They've got cap issues. They have no assets to trade. You know, like where are they going? They're they're playing. This is a Laker team that should be the one seed. We know they're not built that way, right? We get that. But their perception it's the Lakers. You got LeBron. You should. You got Anthony Davis. You should be a one-two seed. It's only going to get harder for them in the West. I mean, just think about the just think about the the Thunder, how good they are, and how much they are going to improve as time goes on with all those draft picks, with all that money they have, and the ability to go out and their their number one pick didn't even play for him. You know, hopefully he gained a little bit of weight, but you know he didn't even play. So I mean, okay, and then we got the Suns who are going to be really good under new ownership. So I think there's a lot of pressure on the Suns this year because you bring in KD. Chris Paul's going to be on his way out here soon. But that soon. might be good for them to get Chris Paul out of there, to, to, to stop with the, you know, the whole, sometimes getting rid of an older player can help you. I feel for him, though. He's just going to be added to a long list of players that don't want to be on the list of greats without a championship. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, it happens. But doesn't KD kind of need one? Because everybody oh, yeah. counts out the ones with Golden State. He definitely needs one. I think there's no question he needs one. And I think the Suns, with a year to kind of formulate this, to, if you have Booker and you have KD, you're going to be, you're going to be okay. I mean, I don't know what Paul's contract would be, but to me, I think the pressure's on the Lakers because the West is finally wide open. There's it no, is. you know, the Warriors are, you know, they can't play well on the road. Where are they defensively? I mean, you know, the Suns are going to be better next year. The, the Nuggets are always good, and the Grizzlies could be better next year. The Clippers, who knows with them? They'll make some move. They got this new stadium. So I, I think the Lake, it, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but to me, I think the Lakers, it's, 
it's set up perfectly for a bad team to win the West. The well, the West is absolutely wide open. You use the perfect term for it, and you see the Lakers there seven one to win the Western Conference. The Suns are the favorite here, and the Kings and Warriors matchup right out the gate is super intriguing to me because already everybody's counting out Sacramento. Um, they are twenty eight to one at DraftKings to win the Western Conference. The Kings are um, Warriors. A team that we know has been, you mentioned it, bad on the road. 11 and 30 straight up, a league worst, 12 and 29 against the spread. The Kings, 25 and 16 straight up on the road, a league best, 27 and 14 against the spread. They're plus 230 range to win this series and have home court. And I know it's a short drive. It's not like they're flying, but I think it has something to do with venue and being in, in your place, in your comfort zone versus not. Like I, it's just, it's just, I get that they're the defending champs. I get that they have all of this experience, whereas the Kings don't have that postseason experience. But how much can we take what teams have done before to who they are right I, now? I think we have to. It's I, tough. Stormy, I think we have to throw out the regular season in the NBA. It's so irrelevant. It's so irrelevant. You don't even know if they're. I mean, if you could gauge their level of intensity in the regular season, how could you. Like, do you think guys were playing at 100% every game? Definitely not every game, but at the at the back end of the season, you heard guys in their press conferences, Clay and Steph, and them talking about how we need to kick it in gear and have success on the road to get ready for playoffs, and they weren't doing it still. Yeah, so that's like that, that's my that's my only thing is I feel everybody just thinks it's automatic that Golden State's going to get out of that, and I think the Kings are are going to make it more interesting than people expect. I just worry about how good the Kings can play defense when it really matters. You know, they're fourth in the last two weeks, they're 14th overall in the league in defense. You know, when when you base, I mean, they're an offensive team, but defensively, they're in the bottom third of the league defensively. Now, I mean, I could they steal a win here because they get hot and they shoot well because their offense just kind of carries them. But when your defense, when you can't, it's a little bit like if you don't have a corner that can tackle, you can never balance your defense. Because your defense is always vulnerable because that corner won't tackle. People say, well, he can cover. Great, he can cover. But you're going to have to have mm -hmm. some run support. It's the same thing in basketball. If you can't set your defense, it's like the 76ers. You know, they're so bad in transition defense that even though they, they have to be able to set their defense to play good, and they're not even that good when it comes that way. So you've got to be able to play defense. And the Kings, to me, they're a little bit overvalued because of the way the regular season is. And so when you're 25th in the league in defense in a regular season, I, I don't know if I could put my money on them. I'm just not – but I don't have a ton of faith in Golden State's defense either. I, I don't either. I don't either. I, don't, I mean, people are just putting the Warriors in there because of the Warriors. Yes. Let's face it. I mean, they're going to get – they get passed and they get by. Wig, they're going to get Wiggins back, and everybody thinks that's going to be like a big injection of – of, you know, their trajectory, putting them on a positive road. I'm just, I'm not so sure. But because you mentioned your 76ers, we have a couple minutes left here. Who has more pressure on them oh. in Philly? Is it, is it Embiid? Is it Harden? Well, they're is talking it... about Harden's going to opt out, which we know he will, because he took this cheaper deal to get some other players around him. A lot of talk, he's going back to Houston in the Philadelphia area. So we gave up all those draft picks for him, and he's going to be, one, you know, one-year player. So I think it's Embiid. I, I think if you're Daryl Morey and you put this team together with a collection of Houston, ex-Houston Rockets, P.J. Tucker and, and, uh, and Harden and all those guys that he's been around, 
you know, you won 54 regular season games. That's great. What Doc loves to win regular season games. I mean, no one, because he wants to get in the Hall of Fame. But at the end of the day, can he win a playoff? I, I don't see it. To me, the I think, and Marcus, Marcus uh, Hayes wrote this in the, in the Philadelphia Inquirer the, about a month ago, and he took a lot of wrath for it, that they're going to have to break up the team if they don't win, and Embiid probably gets traded. There's a lot of conversation that Embiid could get, because he's never going to be at a higher value than he is right now. If they get knocked out in the second round, what do you do? And I feel like in all likelihood, that's when no, it's it, going to happen. They can't play good enough defense, especially they give up too many easy. He doesn't even, he doesn't run up and down the court. It's not, you know, you can transition them. So plus, as Thomas Gable said, there's a really high propensity that he gets hurt to come this time yeah. when he has to play all the time. Well, and that's always been the fear with him, even for MVP, right? It's just like, oh, he's going to get hurt. I, I give him know. credit. He he tried to play a lot more this year than yeah. he ever had. He did not take nights off that he typically would have done. The only reason I ask the question between Embiid and Harden specifically is just because we know Harden historically has had just monumental, great regular, regular season play, and then it gets to the playoffs, and he can never deliver that big but game. He, he he can can, never he, give you know, big his answer half. to you would be, I changed my game. Look, I led the league in assists this year, which he has. He hasn't really done it. I mean, Maxie's taken more initiative within the offense than Harden. Harden's got to make the three. Harden's got to shoot well, which sometimes he doesn't. Well, we'll have Will Hill coming up next. We'll see his opinion on how things shake out in the NBA postseason. Play-in games getting underway tonight. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. If all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then opt into the one-game parlay insurance program to receive up to $25 back in bonus bets if your parlay with four legs or more loses by just one leg. 
Only at BetMGM, the best place to bet on baseball. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion not available in Mississippi, New York, and Nevada. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line, live from downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you as we welcome into the show Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Uh, he owns many teams. I mean, he, he runs is, many uh, teams, yeah. networks. I mean, it's amazing what the man can do. I can't stop now, Will. How are you? Yeah. What's going on? He's polluted you, Stormy. He's gotten into your, into your <laughs> it's brain. It's true. He sh- if you follow like you on Twitter, which we all do, we know you run most everything. You got the Lakers. You got the Vikings. You know, you got network television. You're upset with Masters. He was upset with Masters coverage this week because the, the Jim Nance thing came on before. And I'm like, it always happens every year. And he says, I know. But that's the classic Uncle Junior line. He didn't know. I, he, the only reason he knew is because I told him he knew. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, hey, we got the play-in tournament coming up tonight. Well, speaking of your Lakers, uh, we've got the 7-8s today, the 9-10s tomorrow. Lakers, Timberwolves today. Um, T-Wolves going to be missing Rudy Gobert and Jaden McDaniels. Um, did you guys see the tweet, by the way, from Woj explaining a little bit more detail on what happened there? I thought that was like a parody account. Um, <laughs> but no, it was a legit the report. The NBA is a parody. Though. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's reality TV. It's it the really best. Is. Uh, but as far as this game plays out, we're just seeing that number grow and grow. Lakers favored by eight and a half now. Your thoughts on it? Well, finally, we get some some actual basketball where both teams are trying. And I was going to say both teams have their players. But with, with Minnesota, that's not the case. This is an interesting matchup because Minnesota knows the Lakers pretty well. Three of the guys in the Lakers rotation were on Minnesota for most of the year. When you look at Vanderbilt, Beasley, and D'Angelo Russell, uh, I think Russell's a guy they'll try to target defensively when Minnesota has the ball. Russell's not a good defender. Um, You know, Minnesota, obviously, without Gobert and McDaniels, as you mentioned, that's a lot of size. That's a lot of defense that goes out the window. So I'm sure their strategy will be play small ball, shoot a lot of threes, uh, LA, I mean, look, they're favored. They're favored for a reason, but they have not played well really this last couple of weeks. I mean, Utah with nothing to play for twice pushed him until the end once in the, uh, you know, they, they went to overtime last Wednesday. I think it was even Sunday. The Lakers just couldn't shake Utah. So I don't trust the Lakers to lay a big number. I would take Minnesota plus the eight and a half. Again, there's a lot of variance. There's going to be a lot of threes. I just worry about the Lakers. They haven't had, they haven't been able to cruise. They've, they, you know, they've had injuries. Russell's been hurt. LeBron's been hurt. Uh, they've had to push every single night. That would worry me a little bit with an older team. Uh, their clutch offense isn't that great with Davis. You know, foul shooting is an issue. LeBron hasn't been great in terms of clutch situation. So I do think we'll probably get a closer game. I think that eight and a half is a little bit inflated. I would take Minnesota here. And, and how are you equating the regular season numbers as you handicap? We know that you can't really match up the games because all the players don't play against one another in that. But how about the numbers? You know, when you look at the team numbers and the statistics, how are you matching that up? When you almost have to discount it, I'm not saying you throw it out the window, but if it's a pie chart, you almost have to go 50% of the numbers. I mean, okay, Gobert's not playing tonight. Minnesota was typically the fifth best defensive team the last two weeks of the regular season, but he's not playing tonight. So what does that mean? Yeah, it's a great question. I think head-to-head matchups, you almost have to throw out the window because there are very few matchups, sadly, in the NBA now where both teams are trying and playing all their guys. Uh, but I think over 82 games, these these numbers sort of wash out and you get a, a truer identity of the team. So 
it, yeah, you look at season more, season long numbers more than you do the matchups. I think for sure. You know, how about the Hawks, right? So that now we get the report that the Hawks, everybody's on the trade. I mean, this is before they're going to play a game. Everybody's on the trading. Like how Trey Young is even available. Like how do, how would you play the Hawks knowing that Quinn Snyder's basically waiting for next year, and they can't wait to get through that? Will, what's your thoughts on that? This is an interesting game. I do like Atlanta plus the five. Uh, Miami head-to-head has dominated Atlanta. They've won seven out of the last nine. They beat them in five in the playoffs last year. They won three out of four this year. And they've dominated not only Atlanta, but they've really dominated Trey Young. Trey Young has looked like a quarterback who didn't know what defense was coming. He couldn't read the blitz. You know, sometimes they blitz him, sometimes they back off. Uh, If you look at the playoff series last year, I think he shot 32% with six turnovers plus per game. This year in the regular season, he shot 36%, 18% from three, over five and a half turnovers a game, or, or five and a half, right about there. I guess if you like Atlanta here, you're hoping Quinn Snyder takes some of the pressure off Young, a little bit more of an imaginative offense. You have uh, Murray there who can be a ball handler, so it's not all on Trey Young. I just like the five because this is not a vintage Miami team. They're not that good on offense. They really rely on getting to the line, which, look, Atlanta's going to foul you a little bit. You're going to have to get to the line if you're Miami because this is just not a team that's going to blow you out otherwise. I do think Miami wins because they're home. They've got the best player in Butler, and they've got the coaching advantage, I think, with Spolstra. But to me, lane five with Miami's dicey. I think this will be a, a close game down to the wire. I like Atlanta plus the five. I'm having nightmare flashbacks to Trey <laughs> Young last year and just like oh. firmly believing that he would get it together and then just no, nothing. Um, but one question I have um, about you taking both of the dogs here in these play-ins with it being the seven, eight, the loser isn't out of it, right? Like they get another shot, another game after this to see if they can punch their, their way into the actual postseason. Does that concern you at all that maybe if the team that's leading has a good chunk of a lead three quarters in that the team that's trailing is just like, okay, let's just get out of this thing as healthy as we can to play another day. Absolutely. It's a great point. It might be a better opportunity for live betting. If you see, it's like a 15 point game end of the third quarter, early fourth, you might just see Minnesota or Atlanta. If they're losing punt and say, you know what? We have another day to live. We can go home because if you're the 18 and you lose, you go home and you host the, uh, the loser or the winner of the 9-10. So, yeah, it's a good point. You have another day to fight here, and you have a home game. So if you're down, maybe you just let go of the rope a little bit. So it's something to keep an eye on for sure in terms of live betting situations. You know, I know they're not playing until Saturday, but how about the Cavs-Knicks? I was shocked to see the Knicks as the favorite to win the series, even though the Cavs, to me, I think they have the more complete team, and plus they were really good all year defensively. Did that flip? I mean, last I saw it was, I think it was Cavs minus 180 and Cavs were minus six in the first round. So I think the Cavs are the favorite here, Okay. which I think is because of the extra game at home. To me, these are, te- these are pretty evenly matched teams. I think the Knicks have a better bench. I think they have a more experienced coach with Thibodeau. And I, I like what Thibodeau's done this year. They're really good on offense. I think he's sort of evolved in offense. I think sometimes in the playoffs, his offense can, can get stuck a little bit, but to me, this is a six or seven game series. It's a long series. It's probably the best series of the first round. This is going to be really competitive. I like the Knicks here at a plus price. I think that yeah. they can, uh, if they can just get a split in the first two, Madison Square Garden is going to be rocking regardless. I don't know that Cleveland's going to get a game at MSG. Now, a lot of this depends on Randall's health. Randall uh, has an injury. We, we, there's you know some uncertainty here in terms of um, if he's going to be 100%. If he's 100% here, I, I lean towards the Knicks, though. 
Uh, the game's coming up tomorrow. Raptors a five point favorite against the Bill uh, against the Bulls. Excuse me. See, I got too much NFL on the brain here on this <laughs> show. Okay, and the, the Pelicans minus five and a half without Zion taking on the the Thunder. Anything you got in those games tomorrow? I like Toronto. I don't like laying the five, but I do think Toronto wins the game. So uh, maybe I'll add a money line or I'll see if that line goes down. I'm already seeing some five and a half. So I just think this is a good matchup for Toronto. They don't turn the ball over and they do turn you over on defense. And, and Chicago plays through DeRozan and Toronto's got a lot of big bodies. They can throw at DeRozan, a lot of length, uh, a lot of bigger defenders that can throw DeRozan, give DeRozan some issues. So I do think Toronto at home gets it done. That's a, another team though that's in transition. It sounds like Nick Nurse is going to be out as soon as the season's over so that's got to be something to keep an eye on but i do think toronto wins that game and uh, i like the points in okc new orleans okc you can get five and a half I, look i'm getting the best player on the court and i'm getting five and a half with sga sga is a tough matchup for everybody uh the pelicans are a little big they're a little clunky where okc is just going to play small ball they're going to spread you out they're going to shoot a ton of threes they play unconventional they have a really good coach so i think they can play valanchunas off the floor they have a body they can throw at Ingram in terms of Lou Dort. Uh, I think that'll be a down-to-the-wire game. OKC has not played well these last couple weeks, which would concern you. But they got to take Sunday off. They haven't played since last Thursday. So this is a younger team, I think, hitting a rookie wall that gets a week off, can catch their breath. And look, this is total house money. They're over-under, I think, was 24.5, 25.5. They're sitting here in a playing game. They can just play fast and lose. So I, I like the points in that one. Real quick, who, did you make any bets for a first overall pick in the draft? I thought it was going to be Young. I gave Young out on the show a month ago. I didn't feel great about it at times, but sticking with it, it sounds like the market's moving in my favor. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. Awesome stuff, Will. Appreciate Thanks, Will. you. Appreciate you. All right. See you. Thanks for having me. The market has moved in your favor, as yes, they it say. Yes, it has. It moved tremendously <laughs> in your favor. Yeah, again, Bryce Young, if you missed us earlier in the program, a $3 favorite to be the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft. We are going to take a quick break, but more at Lombardi Line when we come up. Don't forget, Hour 2 will continue our NBA conversation a little bit later with Danielle Alvari, who will join us, give her perspective on who we want to see the most in the finals and who will actually be there. Yeah. Get the lowdown in a little bit. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.